NPTE StudyCast. Welcome to NPTE StudyCast. I'm Jimmy McKay. This is Bridget Ripa. Welcome back, Bridget. Thanks, Jimmy. They're not bed sores. They're pressure ulcers. Get That's it right. right. Much fancier. Right. So uh, we're talking about pressure ulcers and how that comes into play. Uh, where do you want to start there? I'll speak to it a little bit from the neuro population standpoint. And it will show up in the test in a couple different fashions. Right. So you can see this with a lot of patients. Basically, any patient who has decreased mobility, which is a lot of the reasons why we see patients, could be at risk for pressure ulcers. Okay. So let's start with what's involved. It's basically just a compromise of the skin integrity caused by lack of mobility or prolonged time in one position. Short, sweet, and to the point. So now you got your head around that. Anatomy. So we've mentioned skin integrity. We know that's involved. What else? Mm -hmm. This kind of depends on how severe the pressure sore or the pressure ulcer is. So other than the superficial skin, other anatomical structures such as bone or bony prominences, subcutaneous fat, tendons, muscles could all be involved if the pressure sore is deep enough. Special tests. And that brings us to the next part, not so much proving or disproving it, but really staging of those pressure ulcers, which can bring in other structures. Where, where do you want to start with that? Most of the time, you're pretty aware if somebody has a pressure ulcer. There is specific staging for pressure ulcers, and some of these are easy to understand, and some of them, if you haven't seen a wound that's at this stage, it might be a little bit harder to understand what we're talking about, but I'll just kind of go through the staging. So stage one is non-blanchable erythema. So what that means is that the redness of the skin does not go away. Blanchable means skin loses redness with pressure. So a way to test if skin is blanchable versus non-blanchable is to apply pressure. And if the redness of the skin does not subside and turn white, then it is non-blanchable. Got it. So that's stage one. Stage one pressure ulcer is non-blanchable erythema. Got it. Stage two is partial thickness which is just a shallow wound bed that is red or pink, and there's no fluff present. I know that's probably Ooh, one of uh, your favorite words as well. One of those words like just really literally gets under your skin a little bit. Pun <laughs> so yeah, it's just shallow, red, reddish-pink wound bed. These are the ones that I feel like I typically see the most of in the inpatient rehab setting. Okay, and up next, stage number three. Stage three. So that is characterized by full thickness skin loss. With some of these wounds, subcutaneous fat may be visible, but bone, tendon, and muscle are not visible. So it's not that deep yet. The fluff may be present, but you are able to see how deep the injury is, meaning you can see where the wound ends. Undermine or tunneling could be present. There's definitely a little bit more variability in a stage three. And finally up on stage four. So stage four is what they call full thickness skin loss. And that's where you're going to see the wounds that expose bone or tendon or muscle, fluff or even eschar, that really black, leathery-looking skin is present. And this often includes tunneling or undermining. So these are your really, really bad pressure ulcers or wounds. Okay. And I said finally stage four, but there is something <laughs> beyond that. There is. There's something called an unstageable pressure ulcer, unstageable wound, um, which is where there's full thickness skin loss and you can't determine the depth of the injury. So the depth of the injury is obscured by fluff or eschar. Oof, that word, slough. Yeah. <laughs> Just makes you cringe a little bit. It does. Differential diagnosis. So differential diagnosis with pressure ulcers, that's really the staging. That's, that's to identify what types 
of a pressure ulcer it is. Is there more to, to it than that? I would just say it's important to distinguish the pressure ulcers from ulcers caused by diabetes or arterial or venous insufficiency. You want to know what the cause is so that you can address it appropriately. Because as PTs, if it's a pressure ulcer, we can educate and we can do all sorts of modifications to people's beds or wheelchairs or how they're positioning themselves to prevent these from happening or to prevent ones that are present from getting worse. But if pressure ulcers are happening due to diabetes or arterial or venous insufficiency, that's something that we're going to want to discuss with the rest of the medical team. Pressure, pressure ulcers, I can't say that word. Pressure ulcers may also be confused with other conditions that cause skin redness, such as like cellulitis. Perfect. Treatment examples. All right. So when working with individuals with a pressure ulcer or as PTs, preventing them, uh, what are some things that we need to keep in our mind? Right. So I think one thing is if a pressure ulcer is already at a point where there's a wound, you're going to want to consult your wound care PT at your facility or make a referral. PTs do do wound care, but sometimes it's performed in the hospitals by wound care nurses as well. So knowing who to consult or who to refer your patient to if it's at that point, because most of these facilities require some sort of advanced training in wound care. So if you aren't a wound care PT, some of the things that you can consider in management of pressure ulcers is, first of all, dry and intact SCAR should never be removed. And I'm saying that because I feel like that's a potential board's question. Mm-hmm. So you never, even though in some people's minds, you look at this black area of skin and you think, oh, that just needs to go away. That should never be removed. And it's important to educate your patient not to pick at anything or try and remove that part of their wound. But then again, our primary role as PTs is prevention of these pressure ulcers happening in the first place. So this can be done through just increasing their mobility, appropriate positioning. So think about what you do with patients when they're in bed, when you float their heels. So that's where you put a pillow under their distal leg so that their heels are not touching the bed because that's an area that is definitely susceptible to pressure ulcers because it's so bony. Then my next point is to be be aware of those bony prominences. So areas that don't have a lot of fat or muscle around them are going to be more likely to suffer from pressure ulcers. So we just talked about the heels. You also think about the sacrum, the elbows, even the occipital protuberance is an area that's at risk just because if a patient's laying in supine, those are some of the areas that are bony and that will have a lot of pressure on them. And then educating your patient and their family or caregivers about pressure relief and why it's important to change positions, appropriate seating, appropriate use of your DME with wheelchairs, and then pressure relieving cushions is is also a great way to prevent these from even happening. A a good place for PTs to be in, and an easy board question, as you mentioned, is that prevention of the pressure ulcer in the first place. Exactly. Yep. What to know for the test. So uh, mentioned a few ways that this uh, could show up on the NPTE. Anything else we should keep our eye out for? Yeah, I would recommend consulting any prep materials that you have for actual wound care treatment. I know that's a part of the boards that I had to study a lot for, is just how you would treat a wound if you were in that situation. But again, I would imagine that you would probably have to stage a wound or if a wound was described to you in a question, you'd have to stage it. Or if they gave you the stage, you have to know the appropriate intervention at that point. Something along those lines. All right. That is pressure ulcers. And if you're studying right now, make sure to stand up and walk around. You don't want to have any pressure ulcers when you're taking the NPTE. So keep moving. Exactly. For for NPTE StudyCast, I'm Jimmy McKay. And thank you, Bridget Repo. Thanks, Jimmy. NPTE StudyCast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.